Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Mark Hampton. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. All righty then, I'm up and running, technical issues aside, today it is just going to be me, Adam, on the JRE Review, still in Paris, and it's harder than you think to link up with somebody that is nine hours away in LA to uh, get some of these done, but uh, fear not, I will battle through this. Um... It's weird, too, because the time difference was nine hours when I got here. Then the time changed here in Paris, so it went to, like, eight. And then it changed again back in L.A., but did it a week later, so then it was nine. So the timing on all this was uh, a bit shitty. That's all right. That's where we're at. So we've missed each other a few times, and I'm like, why are you not ready? And he's like, oh, I'm shit, the time's different. It's mostly because I'm dumb. I gotta say, a couple of doozies today. Podcast thirteen seventy two. Joe's conversation with Kevin Smith. Kevin, of course, the Jay and Silent Bob mastermind. Um, love that guy. Love it when he's on. He's such a sweetheart. Such a great dude. And then, uh, slightly out of order, I'm gonna do Justin Wren as well. Um, Justin Wren is somebody that I admire a lot, and Joe does too. He does wonderful things for charity and he's a super just nice guy just altruistic and and selfless but uh that's podcast 1374 and uh i get to that shortly i'm gonna put more links as well in the descriptions for all the podcasts moving forward just so like as a viewer like often when i'm either watching on youtube or watching listening to a podcast i mostly listen to them. Uh, the Edward Snowden one I watched on YouTube, of course, because he had, um, and it was just kind of cool seeing him kind of called in. But um, sometimes they talk about books, they talk about just different things that pop up, and, and you want to have some links somewhere. I've always kind of wanted something like that just to be able to like reference that podcast and be like, okay, what was like a good summary of what happened? And because in three hours, it's easy to kind of miss things and forget things. And people don't want to be taking notes, you know. So I've, fuck it. I felt like I, and over the years of doing this, 
I just want to get slightly more concise with it. And people have asked, like, if I could do things like that. I don't mind. That was the point of this anyway. So I'm just trying to figure it out as I go along. All right. So Kevin Smith, great conversation. Really very chilled, relaxed, um, you know, on the knowledge end of things. I mean, it was one of the, he's an entertainer. You know, it's like Joe's comedian friends. They don't often drop a ton of knowledge. Sometimes they, they, they often have good stories. But, you know, what do we get out of this one? Uh, he's obviously a legend. Um, I found it interesting that he said that he wakes and bakes, wakes and bakes. Plenty of stoners do that. Uh, I don't do that too much. I like to have a few hours in the morning just to kind of feel tired and load up on coffee. Joe said the same thing. Uh, I I don't know why I don't. I, I just never really have. I think jumping into it. Kind of being groggy and tired and then baked is 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 odd. I like to, well, at least for me, I like to try and figure out what the hell I have to do that day. Look around and be like, oh, yeah, shit, I got these things. I think it would throw me off too bad if uh, I went in that direction. I don't know. Kevin doing his last movie, uh, with the, the one that he's kind of touring on now, the Jay and Silent Bob. And uh, Joe said he didn't have time. Don't have time. Sorry, not interested. And it wasn't being rude, but I think it's a Kevin even praised him for. It. I think it's an important thing to reflect on is to say, hey, what is your time worth to you? And it's not to say that he doesn't have time for Kevin. Obviously, he had you know hours for this podcast, but it was about going out there, shooting the film, hanging out, all the rest of the bits. Like Joe is as full busy as you could be. I, I think that's a good question, no matter where you are in your life. Like, if you find yourself watching tons of Netflix every day when you get home, you know, fine, by all means, do what you want, of course. It's a nice luxury to have that. But when you feel like you're running out of time for things, it's a good idea to kind of quantify your time, to say to yourself, what is it worth? What is my time worth? I don't watch a ton of TV. Um, sometimes when I'm going to bed... I'll watch a bit of The Office. I haven't actually worked all through that season, so that's like a bit of a guilty pleasure just to sit there. But just binge-watching shows and taking up my day off doing that, it's, you know, I, I'm too busy with just other activities that are, you know... I don't I don't know if I'm going to say they're more important, but they seem more productive. Like, going to jiu-jitsu, at least for me, seems more productive than not doing that and then watching a show. It's like... If you do jiu-jitsu for 10 years, you get very good at jiu-jitsu. Well, hopefully, unless you really suck. But you're certainly going to get better. If you watch 10 years worth of TV, you're going to get better at watching TV. And I kind of like to follow those patterns. I like to at least try and get better at some things as you go. You know, Kevin brings on some very, very strong weed. 45% THC indica. I guess this is like a blend that, like his blend that he's working on with with a partner. I guess you can buy it. Um, I tried to look it up. So, and I, I don't know if it's like a good idea even to put links to where you can buy super strong weed in the in the description, since this podcast goes out all over the country and and the world. And I guess only the people in LA would be able to purchase it. Um, but there it is, forty five percent. Like holy shit, that's like. The vodka strength proof of marijuana. Like, you 
you don't want to be doing too much of that. I mean, he even Kevin even talks about how he like took down Be Real. So Be Real does his like podcast smoke box car conversation that Joe did recently. Uh, it sounds like something that would take anyone to outer space, but I guess Kevin just you know outsmoked him. I it does, holy shit! I don't even know how that seems possible. And should anyone be smoking that much weed? What do you do then? Is it just that you get that used to smoking weed? That it just doesn't wipe you out in the same way? I feel like I wouldn't even know where, what my hands did. And that, to me, is a little too confusing. But again, maybe like anything, you can just build up to it. But that's almost a bit of a trap then. To build up a tolerance so high that you constantly need that level of weed. It must be weird when you can't get a hold of it must be like, well, what the fuck is this? Like, I can smoke just enough to get me just where I want to be, and that works. Yeah, you know, eat your own. Everyone's a bit different, right? They even say Jamie can eat like a 1,000 milligrams of edibles and not even get that high. I'm like, fucking Christ. I'd be high for a year. That wouldn't be fun. That would not be fun. Oh, this is, a, this is an interesting story. So the float lab, which is the deprivation chambers, like the, uh, what do they call it, isolation chambers that Joe often talks about. The company that makes his is Float Lab, and they are in Venice. They have another one in Westwood. And I live close to that. I can walk to it. And I, I've i gone to that um, float tank many, many times, and it's wonderful. It really is very, very good. It, I am not a good meditator. I cannot concentrate very well like that. But you get used to being in there. And the last time I went in there, I, and I have talked about this on the podcast, but I did a fairly strong edible for me. It was like a liquid gel cap that was like 25 milligrams. Not that strong. Okay, it really isn't. But but those last quite a while for me. And I took it a good hour before I got down there. Girlfriend dropped me off. I made some jokes about, oh, if this edible is too strong, like, you know, make sure to come and check on me and blah, blah, blah. Like, I was just joking, though. I, I knew that I'd be fine. I go in for my two-hour session, and the and the facilities at Float Lab are absolutely extraordinary. They are phenomenal. They really are very, very good. I know Joe talks about it a lot, but they're, they're like nothing else I've ever seen when it comes to these types of setups. The, the guy there, Crash, is a genius. He has a podcast, a two-parter with Joe, way back in the day, uh, one of the early ones. And, uh, you know, he's definitely a mad scientist. You know, a bit of a lunatic, but a great guy. And he knew I went there quite a bit. And I was one of the last sessions for the day. So, and he was there. He was like, all right, set you up. You know what you're doing. Go in. They usually give you a bit of a talk, but he's seen me before. So he's like, go in, do your thing. By now, I'm pretty fucking, you know, getting pretty high. So I get in, I relax, I'm laying there. And time... It goes weird when you've taken a lot of edibles. Sometimes you think time is slowing down. Like you just kind of lose your concept of time a little bit. And when you're in there, you have very little, you have no like spatial awareness. It's dark. There's no sound. Like you've heard Joe describe it, of course. Um, and, And again, if you haven't tried these things before, I don't recommend doing edibles the first time, but definitely try them out. It's wonderful. Well, on a good edible, you're really kind of floating through the trip. And it's weird because you're not interacting with reality. You're not like walking around, looking at a desk, talking to people, trying to do shit around your house, watching a movie. It is very different than just being high on an edible. 
um, because now you're only concentrating on your thoughts, and and they're they're often far calmer than you think. Like I think that I would be, I get a little bit more panicky on really strong edibles when I'm doing things, definitely, than when I'm in the the float tank because you just don't have the distractions. Anyway, time seemed like it was going really freaking slow, super slow. And it was going, it seemed like it was going on forever, but I thought it was me panicking or like being a bit concerned or paranoid and just wanting to come out. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to give into this. I'm going to just try and lay there. But it went on and on and on and on. And I'm like, this is really two hours? I mean, how high am I? This seems like a fucking week. Well, eventually, Crash calls me. He's like, hey, calls me. I get out. I look at the time. I was in there four and a half hours. It turned out my girlfriend had to call down and was like, hey, did a guy go in there a while ago because he was supposed to be home and and crash? I don't know. To his credit, he was just like, yeah, I just thought he was chilling, so I just let him stay in there. You know, most people just get up and, and leave when they they want. Not not everyone finishes the two hours. But uh, that's just that's just like my funny story while being on maybe too many edibles i think i would have to say too many because i couldn't figure out whether i needed to leave or not it was pretty fucking relaxing though i don't know if you can buy a four and a half hour session over there but uh that's how i did it and crash was not bothered he didn't think it was a big deal he was like no i figured you were fine i was fine but yeah that's that so and that was no 45 percent thc okay i'll tell you that much so who fucking knows where that's going but i digress so, New Jay and Silent Bob movie. Um, they're going on tour, which I think is a really cool idea. So he talked a little, quite a bit about um, the financing portion of making these movies, and I often wondered, like, you know, they're very cult oriented, like Clerks was, and Mole Rats, and all that. You know, they just were, and the the appeal of them, I think, in a lot of ways, is that they weren't like the blockbuster type. Though they've had a lot of great actors in. If you look at all the different movies, even that Dogma one, I mean, it had a bunch of actors in. Um, you know, Matt Damon, um, Ben Affleck, because he's known Ben Affleck forever, I guess. So, what kind of budget does he get? You know, how much money? And I guess not all that much. And uh, he's getting kind of private investors to help him out so he's doing an interesting thing to kind of pay for the movie so it's it's not on like a national release it's just released in a few different theaters and then he will go around and some of the actors are there they do you watch the movie with them and do a Q&A which is what he talked about I think that would be amazing I would love to know when they're in LA I should check that out and see if there's a link for it but uh, uh, I'll put a link in the description when I when I find it, so you can look at the tour dates, probably just on their website. Uh, I didn't have a chance to look it up yet. But that would be a quick way for you just to check it out, see if it comes to your town, and then you can get a chance to go watch it if you're if you're a fan of, of this guy. And, and, you know, I'd say even if you're not, it's the ticket price. I don't think you have to pay extra. It would be a great experience. And just to be with people that are huge fans of this whole genre of movies, you, maybe you'd get into it. You know, if you're younger and you haven't kind of grown up with these movies, check them out because Kevin Smith stuff is brilliant. He even did like a, a couple of horror movies once and they were really good. Uh, very bizarre. Very strange. 
Very strange indeed. But yeah, check them out. Now, Kevin had a heart attack a while ago. Uh, I guess like two years ago, maybe a year and a half. I don't know. Um, it, it almost killed him. I was very sad to hear that. And I'm glad that he is doing better. He's now vegan, all the way vegan. So that helps for him, I guess. Even though Joe bags on vegans quite a bit. But uh, maybe what he was doing before was obviously not helping him because he's not having a heart attack right now. Joe says get a trainer. Like he does with a lot of people, get in shape, get healthy. And Kevin kind of sounded like he was down. He even said that he's had some athletes in his family. He had a boxer. His grandfather was a boxer. That might even be all it takes to get him motivated to do that. And Joe even says, you don't have to start off heavy. I mean, this goes for anybody. It's just like, it just seems to be that the the point between doing basically no physical fitness at all and any is is like there's a big divide it's like there's people that work out and there's people that like really intensely there's people that do just you know a decent amount and then there's people that do nothing and the only people doing kind of like the little bits of in between are like rehab people very old people you know they do like oh let's just go for a walk or let's go to the pool and just do the the pool weights you know well i guess they're not weights they're just like little floaties but yeah, there isn't this little in-between. Like No one can say to themselves, oh, I'm just going to jog five minutes each day. But obviously, that's way better than doing nothing. And you could start off nice and slow. I think that's where a good trainer would come in because they get to look at you and be like, this guy isn't doing much day one. Let's go real easy, real easy. Um, oh, Kevin called out the fact that Joe's cousin is the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, Gerard Way. And I like that band. That's uh, funny. I guess they don't know each other, but they're first cousins. Both famous dudes. First cousins. Brilliant. I love hearing about, obviously, when Joe first started doing stand-up and um, when he gets into it. And he, and he talks about how hard it was you know, to, to go up and do it. And Kevin says the same thing, though Kevin's stand-up was... He, he didn't really focus on that in his career, though he did put one of his jokes. His one of his first jokes in Clerks, which I thought was quite good. But, um, I mean, it's a huge part of why Joe is so good at so many difficult things. Because of how hard that initial pursuit was, it almost makes other things look easy. And I always enjoy listening to that because there's huge benefits for anyone doing something different. That want, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, but if it's hard, you're doing something of like a very difficult pursuit, something that takes a lot out of you and often gives you like those thought processes like, I can't keep doing this. I'm just going to quit. It's too difficult. I don't want to do it. But if you can stick at it and make something out of it, maybe that initial pursuit isn't what makes it for you, but you'll be able to carry that kind of energy forward to any other type of project. You know, and, and I do like that. I do like that a lot. I would like to know what the what the kind of ratio between Ironmen or people that run marathons and like their own success in their careers is. I bet it's very high because it doesn't seem like you can just be really highly driven with one thing. I mean, it takes so much to be like a competitive marathon runner, especially an Ironman. I mean, you can't really have a drinking problem, I wouldn't imagine. It, it, you're just not going to have the energy for it. You're definitely not going to smoke. That 
I wonder how many marathon runners smoke. It's got to be a very small percentage. Oh, and then they recap the UFO stuff. We're getting a lot of this at the moment, guys. A lot of the UFO stuff is popping up. And fuck it. I think they're real. You know, before the Bob Lazar thing, I was like, meh. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was fun when I was a kid. But now, after having that commander on and then Bob Lazar and, you know, who knows if there's little green men in there, right? But there's something. There's something out there flying around. And fuck. I wish we had more video of it. Now that there's cameras on everything, I really feel like we need to be capturing this. We need to be capturing more of that. We'll find out. Next up, The Man, Justin Wren, podcast 1374. If you listen to Rogan, you obviously know about Justin Wren. He talks about Fight for the Forgotten all the time. He's a heavyweight fighter in Bellator. He's a bad motherfucker. Great dude. Uh, The Cash App, which is one of Joe's main sponsors, gives five bucks to Justin Ren when you sign up, I guess, through the promo code of Rogan, uh, which, interestingly enough, is actually a little bit more complicated than it seems. I once bought a Squarespace web page, and while setting it up, I didn't really notice where I was supposed to put the code in. And I can't remember if I was going to put, like, Joe Rogan's one, or like if I'd heard it, I may have heard it on um, a different podcast, maybe Tim Ferriss, but I wanted to put the code in because you save the money, and I I think I got through it all and didn't even notice, so sometimes when you're trying to use those codes, like just be careful putting them in, yeah, it might just be that I'm dumb and I didn't figure it out, I'm not good with a lot of computer shit, but yeah, it's not like it just gives you a list of people at the end and you just click on one of them. Uh, I guess that would be too easy, and it wouldn't suggest maybe that you heard it on their on their podcast or whatever. Uh, Fight for the Vegan is getting big, though. It's it's really opening up. Joe obviously gives them a ton of advertising time, in a sense. I mean, t- loads of shout-outs. He really believes in it. It's uh, the Pygmy Charity, so that he helps them get water, kind of takes care of them in it. And when you're listening to Justin Round on Joe's podcast, you realize... He does so much more than that. He has a bullying program that he's all about. Uh, I think it's called Heroes in Waiting. And uh, again, I'll put a link in there so you can click on that and check his website out. And I really do encourage you to give to that charity just because it does so much. And it's the type of thing that that should be encouraged, you know. And sure, maybe you sit around and you're like, I don't know. I don't know. The pygmies don't do it for me. I kind of want to work on shit at home. Well, the bullying thing is at home. And at the end of the day, it's just helping people that really need it. Like, he's all about that. And, I mean, this guy, when you hear Justin talk, it's almost difficult for Joe to keep him on track because it seems like he doesn't even like talking about himself. That is kind of the sign of a selfless person, I would say. He keeps giving shout-outs to everyone else. He keeps describing other people and what they're doing. Joe has to keep reeling him in. And I find that it's almost cute because he's just so giving that he just wants to talk about other people. But once Joe really locked in to Justin, and he's like, okay, tell me about you. You know, Justin's been very sick. He's got malaria a bunch of times. He has these parasites that are wiping him out. There's like odd brain activity going. I mean, all, all this shit is from like time in the Congo, drinking funky water, maybe eating some weird food. 
and just time and time again he goes back. It's it's astounding. It really is. And in a sense, I mean, you know, it's not like he's an accountant by day and then every few weeks he goes off and does this. I mean, he's a professional athlete, a heavyweight fighter. He has to fight against the toughest, strongest men in the world. Yet he puts himself through this this process, these like charitable adventures that just wipe him out. And he knows it's going to happen. He knows it could keep happening. But he's not about to stop. You know, he says that this charity is bigger than him. And uh, yeah, I love it. I really do. Um, I have a lot of people listening. And uh, I've been thinking about setting up a Patreon page for my podcast. But not for my personal benefit. But for uh, to give to Justin Wren's charity. And I feel like that, you know, it's important because... These kind of podcasts are unique, right? They only exist because Joe's podcast exists. A lot of people only know to listen to this after they're probably searching for Joe, Joe Rogan's podcast, right? And and I have to appreciate that. You know, I'm not sat here giving myself credit. I just like this process. I like doing this. So, so it is what it is. And uh, I I feel like it's important to give back, obviously. And I think that I, I'm going to make Justin Wren's charity the the focus of that. So then you might think, well, why not just give it straight to Justin Wren? Well, you can do that too. Do whatever you want. But it's a nice gauge for the people that are listening to this podcast and fans of this podcast to be able to kind of like buy into the experience to say, hey, thanks for doing this. And I'm getting, you know, I'm getting a lot out of it. Or I get good summaries of what's going on. So, you know, here's a dollar, here's two dollars, here's five dollars. But also knowing that I'm not just sat there saying, great, thanks, that goes straight in my bank account. Cheers. Like, I, I, this is certainly not for money. This is for something that I just enjoy doing. I, I really enjoy doing it. And, uh, and I would like to be able to, uh, you know, then send that money to Justin Wren and be like, look, look what, this community has created uh, a small one that it is but it's it's just nice to uh be able to do that um i don't know give me some feedback tell me tell me what you think about that but i i think i'm going to set one of those up for sure uh that's that's definitely uh important to me when justin is talking about some of the adventures in the congo they seem fucking horrific he talks about a 47 hour drive once i guess they have no roads out there and maybe that's not a surprise to anybody i figured they'd have some somewhere it's just like dirt muddy tracks he saw like a semi truck covered up to its window with mud and you know they have to just trek out into the woods into the the, the forests and it's unbelievable i mean was so spoiled i get stuck in traffic for like 10 minutes i'm complaining but a 47 hour drive i guess that is kind of extreme that's like the longest one that he ever did but uh that that's beyond uh anything i can imagine i don't think that i could handle working through that at all and then on top of that when he gets home justin's doing bullying anti-bullying stuff which I didn't know that he was doing that, but I guess he was bullied a lot as a kid. 
he said, I think he said that it made him suicidal. It definitely made him very depressed. I'm sure that's why he got into fighting. Because it seems like fighters get into fighting for for bullying sometimes. I know GSP's story was a lot like that. You know. It's kind of crazy to think that somebody bullied these guys and they can fucking smash anyone you've ever met. But yeah, he has this program now called Heroes in Waiting online. It has a lot of advice and uh, information on people getting bullied. It talks a lot about being a bystander. And, you know, if you're filming on your phone and and the impact that that makes, like, step up and do something. And, it, and it's difficult. Some people aren't as outspoken. They're outspoken? They're outspoken. Maybe you're shyer, so you don't want to get involved. But there are always actions you can take. Even if you don't want to call someone out in the moment, you can... You can be a witness to it after the fact. And look, it's not fucking snitching, all right? People that are getting bullied, they have, a big part of it, they feel like they have nowhere to turn and no support. It's awful for them. So really what you're doing is you're supporting somebody that has had a real tough time. And that's, uh, that's something. One thing I'm looking forward to is Joe said that they're going to try and put a charity event together sometime in 2020, first quarter. I don't know what month. Uh, hopefully not February because I think I'm out of the country again during that time. But it'll be in L.A., I would imagine. he get a bunch of comedy store guys together, great comedians, and they're going to do a charity event at some kind of theater or auditorium for uh, Justin Wren's fight for the, Bego- for the Forgotten. So that'll be a big charity fundraiser and uh a lot of people can go to those things i saw joe rogan at a theater in santa barbara once and it was there was a fuck ton of people there i mean it was a big place and you know when everyone's paying i don't know what you'd pay 50 bucks a ticket that shit adds up fast so that's fantastic that he is doing that and putting that together Uh, again i don't know exactly the dates on it but i i get i'm sure joe's going to talk about it so um, that'll pop up and that's, that's really nice. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, what Justin Wren does is really inspirational. If you don't do any charitable work, but you want to, and you want to start thinking about giving back and doing a little bit of something, then, um, you know, I mean, there's so many directions you can go in, but just do something, find something to do. I mean, it inspires me to do that for sure. And uh, even if it's something like just like that Patreon page, I mean, every little bit helps. It's just about putting it together. And uh, yeah, I, w- I definitely want to do some work for that uh, organization. There's a really cool video that he plays at the end. And if you listen to the podcast, you don't get to see the video. If you saw it on YouTube, then you already saw it. But I'm still going to put a link to the video in the description of this podcast because somebody's already cut it. I think it was like Jamie does the JRE clips and he already cut it, so you can just watch it. It's very moving. It's very emotional. It just kind of sums up a lot of what Justin is doing, but check it out if you can, you know, if you didn't already see it. It adds a little bit extra that just listening to it on the podcast doesn't give you. And I had just listened to it when I was doing it. Uh, I was just, uh, what was I doing? Just walking around Paris and, and listening to the podcast. So I wanted to watch it as soon as I can. And when they put that clip together, I really got a lot out of it. So I, I wanted to put the same thing forward. You know, really, I think it's important to see and kind of, you know, I guess my job here is trying to bring you guys as much information as possible. 
so you can get the most out of a JRE. You know, I don't expect you to sit around and take fucking notes like a huge nerd like me. But uh, uh, at least the information is there. All you have to do is click on it. Make it nice and simple. That's what we like. Keeping it simple. Anyway, guys, just me today. Thanks for letting me ramble on. But uh, two great guys, two really interesting podcasts. And again, what Justin Wren is doing is is super inspirational. I can't wait to have him back on the podcast again. And I hope to God that he's able to sort his health problems out because, you know, I want to see him back fighting again. That's what he loves to do. And that's what he's great at. So anyway, guys, thanks again. Mark will be back later in the week. We should be able to uh, organize something. Probably get something recorded today, but uh, won't post it till for a few days. But thanks as always. Cheers.